Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience, continuing yep. some well-doing seat, no nope. glory and honor, and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious, and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Oh, you an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yeah. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yeah. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yeah. Think they gon' tell you? Nope. We gon' explode. Yeah. yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yeah. Do this knowledge count? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Right. 
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose All right, all right, all right. Gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right. Gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Salam, 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 salam. Yahweh Baha'i Sumiyah Rashad brought the thumb to the 12 tribes worldwide to Judah, Benjamin Levi, Simeon, Zemla, Ephraim, Manessa, Gad, Reuben, Ashmet, Valley, and Issachar. The so called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans. North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chinese, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, and so-called Mexicans. Shalom, shalom, shalom. You reached another episode of Bible Talk. My name is Bishapa, one of the teachers here, and we do our podcast every Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time to about 12 noon, sometimes 12.30 Central Standard Time. Again, that's every Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to about 12, and then on Friday nights uh, with Friday Night Bible Breakdowns uh, from, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Welcome, 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 welcome. Whenever our show is doing a live live podcast, you can always call in at area code 646-668-2568. You can always call in when we're live at area code 646-668-2568 to listen in live to the show. Or for our live broadcast, you can always go through your web browser to www.blogtalkradio.com. That's blogtalkradio.com. Uh, pull the website up, go to the search box, type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. That'll bring you to our webpage, or to, to our page, and you'll see where it says on the air. Click the play button, and you'll be able to listen in live as the show is being broadcast live. If you happen to miss any of our classes, if it's me on, if it's me on Mondays, or Tuzapaz Tuesdays, on Tuesdays, or me on Wednesdays, or Tuzapaz, uh for your information, on Thursdays, or Bonabod's. Uh, for your uh, Friday Bible Breakdowns with Bonabama Fridays. If you miss any of our classes uh, from the live podcast, you can always go to, again, www.blogtalkradio.com, Mashallah, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, and we have a library of all of our classes going all the way back to our very first class, uh, February 28th, 2010. Um, all our classes are there in chronological order from the, the order that, that they aired from newest to, uh, to the earliest. Uh, we can catch any of uh, excuse me. Uh, we can catch any, any of the classes, uh, or you can check out Podcast Edit, uh, Google Podcast, uh, iHeartRadio Podcast, or Apple iTunes Podcast, and just look for ISBHPK Bible Talk, and you'll be able to catch uh, catch our format, catch our shows, uh, um, and listen to them in their entirety on any one of those platforms. In case you miss uh, any any of our of our um, our, our live podcasts, all right. Um, with that being said, uh, we're also affiliated with, with schools in uh, San Antonio, uh, Houston, Norfolk, and Rochester, New York. Our school in San Antonio is called the Sport of Truth, uh, which is located at 4444 Street number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 78218 being the address here in San Antonio. Uh, classes are held every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., and then again on Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Um, you can't make the actual uh, class with the, um, 
live in person, which we recommend everybody to do. You can always catch um, our, our San Antonio class on YouTube at Sword of Truth San Antonio. Again, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., and then again on Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Uh, for our school in the Houston area, if you haven't lived in the Houston area, uh, it's called the uh, Stream of Wisdom, uh, Houston, Texas, uh, Stream of Wisdom, located at 231 FM Road 292, Stafford, Texas, 77477, meaning address there. They have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as well from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And they get on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. as well. Uh, you can catch them live on YouTube at um, SOW um, Houston, Texas, uh, on Mondays and Wednesdays um, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, or you can catch them live on, on, on YouTube if you, uh, if you uh, like to catch them uh, on YouTube as well. For our school in Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia, uh, which is called the SOW, Nova Virginia Stream of Wisdom, which is located at 2610 Granby Street, Nova Virginia, 23517 being the address there. You test them um, on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Uh, they have classes. And then on Saturdays, starting at 12 noon. On Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, classes are from 7 to 9. And then on Saturdays, starting at 12 noon. You test them live on Facebook. Uh, you test your classes live on Facebook every Tuesday and Thursday on Facebook Live under the Stream of Wisdom, Nova Virginia. And let's check out their class. And that's, um, and that's from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Facebook Live. And then on, uh, uh, Friday, on Saturdays, uh, catch the Sabbath ceremony starting at um, 12 noon at SOW, uh, the Stream of Wisdom, Nova Virginia, uh, uh, every Saturday, every Saturday, okay? Then for our school, if you happen to be in the Rochester, New York area, now we're pre-designed all up there, located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, Suite Number 1A, Rochester, New York, 14606, being the address there. And they have classes every Tuesday and Thursday uh, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. and again on Saturday, starting at 10 a.m. And you catch them live on YouTube at SOW Rochester, New York, Stream of Wisdom, uh, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. every Tuesday and Thursday, on YouTube. Um, our other YouTube sources you can ch uh, check out is the Hidden Truth Bible Show uh, on YouTube. We ask you to uh, like, share, and subscribe to each of these channels. Uh, to the Israelite Media Corps and also to the Five Minutes of Wisdom. All these are, are, are YouTube channels, YouTube uh, sources to help you enhance and, and um, to grow your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in the scriptures through each one of these sources. So we invite you to please check any, uh, each of these out from either our school here in San Antonio, uh, Houston, uh, Norfolk or Rochester, as well as our Hidden Truth uh, Bible Show, Israelite Media Corps, and Five Minutes of Wisdom. Um, we have some high holidays coming up. Uh, before I even say that, and also we have uh, the Brother Aisha White up in, in in New Mexico, and you reach him at area code five zero five two one eight forty two eighteen. All right. Um, we have some high holiday uh, announcements that we'd like to announce. Uh, Coming up, high holidays that we can find in Leviticus chapter 23. Um, and we do have uh, coming up on the first month, the seventh month, the first day of the month, the new moon of the, of the seventh month, we have the memorial of the blowing of trumpets. And that, that will fall on September 14th, 2023, starting at sundown, will be the commemoration of the commemoration of the 
Memorial of Blowing of Trumpets. Again, that begins September 14th, 2023 at sundown, and that will end uh, September 5th, 2023 at sundown. All right. Then we know uh, from uh, the seventh month, the tenth day of the month uh, of the Hebrew calendar, we are the Day of Atonement. And this year that will fall on the, uh, what's this, the Gregorian calendar, September 23rd, 2023, starting at sundown, and it will end September 24th, 2023, at sundown as well. Then we have, uh, according to the Hebrew calendar, on the, uh, the seventh month, the 15th day, going through the eighth month, the second day, we have the Feast of Tabernacles. We have the Feast of Tabernacles. And I, suppose, I think it's supposed to be the 25th day, or the 15th day. That is correct, the 15th day. We've got to come back and check that. It says they have the 7th month, 15th day through 8th month, 22nd day. That's almost three weeks. Uh, but it says, please hold on one second. Please hold on one second. Let me take this call real quick.
trotting. Everybody got choices. Choose the right path and nothing can stop us. Everybody got choices. Righteous life, devil don't like that, nah. Everybody got choices. Choose the right path and save your soul. Never going back. No, no, no. Forward to the kingdom.
right, all right, all right. Gonna learn today. All right, my, my apologies, everybody, for for that that little uh, 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 sidebar. I do I do apologize. Um, I was in the middle of making the announcements about the high holidays that are coming up. Um, and again, we have coming up uh, in the Hebrew month, the seventh month, the 15th day, we have the Feast of Tabernacles, uh, which does begin according to the Gregorian calendar, uh, September 28th, 2023 at sundown. It will end October 5th, 2023 at sundown as well. That's for the Feast of Tabernacles. Then we have the Feast of Hanukkah, uh, which is, for, is commemorated the ninth month, 25th day, uh, through the 10th month, fourth day, uh, which begins December 7th, 2023, and ends December 15th, 2023, at sundown. Uh, that is the Feast of Hanukkah. And then we have the day of Nicanor, which is the 12th month, uh, 13th day, which will begin uh, February 21st, 2024. Uh, and then we have Purim, which, as you know, is a two-day celebration, which is the 12th month, the 14th day, through the 12th month, 16th day, which will begin February 22nd, 2024, and will end February 24th, uh, 2024. And then we're looking at the Passover being uh, the first month, 14th day, being uh, March 23rd, 2024. All right? So just a little heads up that we do have these high holidays uh, coming up. Uh, to march your calendars and get ready for, the, for the, our, our convocations, our, our meeting and coming together. Uh, cool. Here's a part of the show, brothers and sisters, where uh, I've been compiling a list of names uh, to ask brothers and sisters across the world, across the nation, to add these particular names uh, to your prayers. Uh, that it says the prayer of the righteous does avail much, uh, that we pray for each other, that we esteem each other, uh, that we seek another's, uh, uh, seek another's wealth, seek another's health uh, over our own, that this is right and proper in the eyes of the Father. So I ask, brothers and sisters, um, that you might add these names uh, that we're about to go over to your own personal prayer list, um, that when you might be sending your prayers up in your, in your, own, uh, in your own time, in your own space, that you might add these names to your prayers as well, all right? So I'm going to ask, uh, as we go to um, the book, uh, I'm going to send this, this, this quick prayer up uh, for these names. I just ask that you and your own private time, you might uh, add these names to your prayer list as well. So the Most High in, in the name of Christ, please listen to us now, right now. Please send Michael and the Holy Angels to watch over, bless, and heal, and strengthen, and help, and protect, and to build up. And, Father, we're reminded of Matthew, Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 26. It says, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. In the, in the Hebrew, it was, in the Paleo Hebrew, it would say like this. Yabaraki Yahweh, Wayashamarika. Yahar Yahweh, Panyuah, Aryaka, Wayashamaka, Shalom. Yahweh, Bahasham, Yahweh Shai. Shema'il, Barak, Rapah. Kazak, Azar, Hagan, Banaail, um, uh, our sister uh, Sierra Leaky, the daughter of Brother Dabi, um, our sister um, Abadiah, uh, there in Houston, the wife of Bahama, our brother out there in, in Norfolk, uh, Shaquat Gabar, uh, our, our brother here in San Antonio, Thalmor Mercha, and his wife, Waradaya, uh, to the brother John Spann. Uh, to the sister, Miss Catherine, otherwise known as Ma Dukes. Um, to uh, the sister Becky, our brother Darrell, and sister Carmen, the, the sister of, uh, of Becky there in Albuquerque. 
to my in-laws, the entire Lovett family, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and my nieces and nephews, uh, to the entire Coates family, uh, to Kazashi and his family out there in, in Norfolk, uh, to the sister Anagashia, uh, to the brothers Dawam Mayam there in Houston, uh, to the brothers Dawam here in San Antonio, uh, West Beverly, to the sister Ayana, uh, Banas Banyamian, the wife of Brother of Warner Iyer, uh, the teacher here at the school in San Antonio, to some special needs children, uh, to uh, Cece, the daughter of Brother Tazapa and his wife, Arakaya, uh, to the daughter, um, Aizali, the daughter of Anagasha and the brother, uh, Gabar Kuwa, and to uh, the daughter, Aliyah, the daughter of Brother Banabad and his wife, Kwadashaya, uh, to the Tazapais, to, to Tazapai's family, uh, to the brother Kwadash Gabar, uh, to the brother Yanawathan and his brother in Oklahoma uh, uh, going through cancer right now, uh, to the brother Gabar Ya'ala uh, out there in Florida and his wife Ayasha, uh, to the brother Sam Kwadash uh, and his wife Mariah out there in Florida as well, uh, to Gabar's uh, mother-in-law uh, and the mother of uh, Ayasha, uh, Ruthie Mae Johnson, uh, to our sister, uh, Kwadashaya, the wife of Brother Bonabaz. Uh to Brother LV, um, who's going through some things right now with his eyes, uh, Brother LV, and to his mother, Pat Washington, uh, to Sean Stark, uh, to Sylvia Khan, to our brother, um, the, the son of, of, of uh, Kabar Kawa, uh, our, our brother Shapar, and his brother, Ashwan and their sister Mariah, uh, Marari, to our brother Yama, and to uh, our brother in, in Gallup, Mexico, uh, Yashur Allah. Uh, and in Numbers 76, verse 27, Father, it says, And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Uh, in the Pilgrim Hebrew, so Bahashami Hawashai, Dawada, Damyad, Aman. All right, all right, all right, all right, brothers and sisters. Uh, that is all of our analysis for today. So we, again, we thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, and again, you have reached another episode of uh, Bible Talk. All right? And our show, once again, uh, in case you missed it, our show is Monday through Thursday from 10 p.m., 10 a.m., forgive me, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Uh, Monday through Wednesday, uh, you catch us live on Fridays for Friday Night Bible Breakdowns with the brother Bonabad. All right, cool. But, uh, brothers and sisters, if you've been catching up with us or keeping up with us, uh, you know, I'm going over a series right now, and the series that, that, that we're covering right now is called uh, the, the True Birth of Christ, and today we're on part seven. It's the True Birth of Christ, and we're on part seven, and it's titled um, The True Birth of Christ, uh, part seven, All Scripture is Profitable for Instruction. And the reason we're, we're doing a part seven of this series is – a lot of people, um, because of the conditioning that we, that we received, um, we, we think that we have an understanding about who Jesus Christ is, about how he was born and came to the world, and we've been taught to associate uh, different things with, with his whole life uh, as well as his birth. Uh, we associate, um, we've been taught to con- and conditioned to associate Christmas uh, with his birth. We've been taught to associate uh, the nativity scene. Uh, we've been taught to associate the um, uh, uh, the Christmas tree, uh, Santa Claus, and reindeer. We, there's been a lot of things assigned to the birth of Christ 
that really have absolutely nothing to do with Christ. Um, and even as we're going to get into uh, the understanding about the virgin birth, um, well, uh, we're going to really get into this. But in doing so, the reason we, this is the part seven to this class is that we want to make sure that we're really going through the scriptures, brothers and sisters, that it's very important, uh, and we, which we've been covering in these past uh, six, six parts of this series, how God wrote this Bible. The way God wrote this Bible is from Isaiah chapter 28, and we invite you to go back and check out the series that we've done leading up to the point we're at right now. Um, God wrote this Bible to be a mystery, right? He didn't, he, he didn't write this Bible not to be read just from, from cover to cover like a novel for a person to get understanding, but that we have to read this Bible precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. And if we don't go through this Bible the right way, with, with the proper context of understanding where God is coming from, um, that this Bible has been put together in such a way that it will make people to stumble, to fall, and to be offended. And that if we're not going to go through, like, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 15, and that we actually study to show ourselves, show ourselves approved unto God, a workman who needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If we're not going to go through this Bible the right way, it is designed for us to fall. And that we, we, we discovered and, and, and we discussed and went through study about why Christ spoke to the, the masses of the people, even being Israelites, why he spoke to them in parables, and did not speak to them in plain and, um, and direct and in open, but spoke to, to, in parables. We covered all this in, in, in this series that we've been going over to really check in understanding that we want to make sure we're going through this the right way, or it is designed for a person who does not put the work in, for a person who does not put the studying in, Understanding the context, and a lot of people mistake use the word context uh, mistakenly. If you understand the historical context of the scriptures, that the, the the scriptures, the Bible, was written by Hebrew Israelites to Hebrew Israelites concerning Hebrew Israelites. If we don't have that understanding or that context or that piece of the puzzle, then our understanding of this Bible is not going to be right. It's not going to be proper. It's not going to be given in, in God's context. That a person will get a perspective, it will be the wrong one. A person will get some context, it will be the wrong context. Yeah, if we don't really get that understanding and, and get that plug, that key, um, uh, that bridge of, of, the, of the scriptures, uh, the conclusions that a person will come up with will be the wrong conclusion. It's kind of like a math formula, brothers and sisters. If you don't do the math formula the right way, like my dear Aunt Sally, uh, what's that? Multiplication, division, subtraction, uh, addition, and this subtraction. If we don't do um, a, a math equation in the right order, you'll come up with an answer, but the answer you come up with will be the wrong answer because you didn't do things in order, because you didn't put it together the right way. That's in math. That's, and math is supposed to be universal. So in, in that same concept, if we don't put the Bible together in the right context, in the right format, you will get an answer, but it will be the wrong answer. That, that your computations were put together the wrong way. There's a, a, a right way for things to be done, to be done decently and in order. And if we don't put the Bible together in the right order, that what you come up with is going to be the wrong answer. 
right, what, what, what you conclude is going to be wrong. And, it's, and like the scripture said, like Christ said, there's going to be many that will be going down the wrong path, that think they're doing things the right way. And this has nothing to do with a person being sincere. This has nothing to do with a person really believing in their heart. If we're not going to put the work in to go through this book the right way, through God's word the right way, we're going to fall. It, it, God voted to be that way. And we've covered all, everything I'm, I'm discussing right now, we've covered in the past six parts of this series, The True Birth of Christ. So if you've missed any part of this series, I, I, I invite you. Um, classes are free. I invite you to go to uh, www.blogtalkradio.com. Go to our library located uh, under Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, and go back and check out this series. This series is entitled The True Birth of Christ, Part 1, Part 2, Part 3, Part 4, Part 5, Part 6, and today we're doing Part 7. Go back and check it out. But not just for this series that we're doing right now today. If there's any part of, of, of the classes that you might check us out here on, uh, on Blog Talk, it was Talk to Pause classes. He does a series also. Go back and check out all the different series that he's done. If you want to really enhance your understanding and really get the context um, and, and putting this Bible together, it's recommended. Uh, from Talks Pause classes, my classes, uh, find the Bible breakdowns. Go back and check the, check the classes out to help get the context. And then please um, check out our YouTube shows, our YouTube channels from uh, Sword of Truth, uh, San Antonio, Texas, uh, from uh, SOW, uh, Houston, Texas, uh, SOW, Nova Virginia, SOW, Rochester, New York. Please go check all the, the, these different sources out to help you enhance and work on your salvation with fear and trembling, uh, like the scripture says. So on today being Wednesday, the last class I taught was on Monday, uh, which was part six. And when, the last scripture we finished with was... Uh, Matthew chapter 22 and verse 29. Right? It was Matthew chapter 22 and verse 29. So I'm going to read that again, and then we're going to move forward from there. So I'm going to the book of Matthew, and I'm inviting everybody to join me. And we do read from the King James Bible. That's, that's, that's our first source. Um, but then we also, um, I've started to incorporate a lot of other versions uh, of the Bible. Let me, let me just check one out right here. Um, Verse 29, Matthew chapter 20, verse 29. I started also incorporating other versions of the Bible to try and help our comprehension and understanding of, uh, um, of what the words of the Bible might, might be saying. Um, that there are some people who just, that sometimes the King James Version, it can be confusing, all right? Um, it, it can be confusing. So I started to incorporate a lot of other versions uh, of the Bible in the, in the way that they, they've been translated to try and help people with their comprehension that are really trying to get a comprehension of the Bible. Now, there's some people who ain't going to get what the Bible's talking about because you're too malicious, right? Um, that you're not really trying to find an understanding from where God's coming from. You're too busy trying to push your point of view. You're too busy trying to push your emotion, your, your intuition, or whatever it might be, so that now the Bible is just confusing. And that it can be plain, it can be read, it can be read plain and simple, black and white, but because a person really is malicious. And let me get that scripture real quick, also, just to help back up what I'm saying and prove what I'm saying. That there are people who will not understand. Well, let me just get these two scriptures. Um, 
Let me get these scriptures so it's not just me talking. Wisdom, W-I-S-D-O. Wisdom into a S-O-U. In the Apocrypha, um, it says this, and this is in the Apocrypha, and this is uh, Wisdom of Solomon chapter 1 and verse 4. Wisdom of Solomon chapter 1 and verse 4, and it says, For into a malicious soul, wisdom shall not enter, nor, nor dwell in the body that is subject to sin. So this one, one of the edicts and one of the things that God does, does explain or why he wrote the Bible, why he, he wrote the Bible, that when somebody is being malicious, and I guess we can look this, this word up real quick also while we're here. And shout out to Brother Tazza Pa who, who did give me this just this morning as we were talking and wrapping the council this morning. Um, that a lot of people, there are, there are people who just, who are not academic minded. I'm going to say it like that. There are a lot of people who really don't have an academic mind. Um, and in America, uh, as much as they claim that reading is fundamental, there's been a real um, uh, effort to not have those people of Negroid, uh, so-called Native American, and so-called Hispanic descent, that our reading comprehension lacks, that our reading comprehension uh, uh, in general as a whole uh, is really not there. Uh, that's why we're, we're, we're more pushed to, to do things more of a physical nature, whether it be athletics, whether it be some type of entertainment, uh, from singing, dancing, uh, acting, or whatever, um, or uh, some type of trade, that we're, we're generally more pushed into those type of areas and not really in the areas of education and not really in the areas of reading and comprehension or what have you uh, on a on, on, uh, on general uh, uh, basis. So because of that, there are a lot of things, that, uh, and it's done that way so that our people will not actually seek out the book of the Lord and read, like what Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16, verse 16 tells us, that we're not really given to reading. We're not really, getting, really given to reading and comprehension. That one, one of the things that was said um, by KKK members um, is that if you want to hide anything from a Negro, then put it in a book because we don't like to read. Uh, we don't like to use the, that, those brain cells and that, that, that energy of connecting the dots uh, in, in our brain stems, we don't like doing things that way. Um, to where you have a lot of the um, so-called leading minds uh, in, in, in American industry, like Steve Jobs, for example, who, who uh, the, uh, the was it the CEO, the co-founder of of, of Apple uh, products, that he refused to let his own children use an, an iPad. He refused to let his children use an iPad. Now, why was Steve Jobs? Uh, refused to let his children use an iPad, which is supposed to be smartphones, which is supposed to be smart or the latest technology, because he understands that it makes people dumb, that you don't use your brain, right? that you don't use your brain, you don't really use you know, your intellect, it, 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 it makes you more dumb. Right? It makes you more a slave to technology where you really don't use your mind at all. So not only like Steve Jobs, but even like uh, Madonna back in the day, refused to let her children watch TV, use computers, even listen to her music. So you wonder why. Why would these people um, go through these extremes? Because they understand and know that it doesn't encourage learning. It doesn't encourage uh, using the mind in the proper way. 
So there are, we have those um, obstacles that have been given to us so that the Bible is confusing. But then there's some people who just refuse to want to do things outside. They're just stubborn. That people are just stubborn and are just hell-bent hell on, on their own plan, their own mind, their own feelings, their own intuition, so that now the words of the Bible, are, they, they are confusing because it doesn't match what they want done. It doesn't match how they want to do things. It doesn't match what they equate in their own minds. And as, as, as opposed to now repenting and changing, all they want to do is force their own way. So now the scriptures are conveniently uh, don't, are not understood. The scriptures just don't make no sense. All right? So now when we're dealing with uh, Wisdom of Solomon, in Apocrypha, chapter 1 and verse 4, this is what God does record for us. It says that for into, uh, actually we start in verse, um, I'm sorry, verse, oh, verse 1. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, love righteousness, ye that be judges of the earth. Think of the Lord with a good heart, a good mind, and in simplicity of heart, seek him. So it says, we have to love righteousness. And when we're dealing with righteousness, that means we're dealing with God's judgment on what is right and wrong. Not our own sense or form of righteousness, but God's understanding of righteousness, but of what God says is right, what God says is wrong. What God says is, 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 is good and what God says is evil. We have to love God's opinion, God's judgment, God's declaration of these things. We have to love that if we're going to be a judge. This says, think on the Lord with a good heart and a good mind and in simplicity of heart. Seek him. That if this is what God says, there's no need to find something deeper. There's no need to find something, there's more to it. If God said this is wrong, it's wrong. If he says this is right, it's right. If there's nothing more to act on figure out of, of well, why or what that because he said so. All right, verse 2. Wisdom of Psalm 1, verse 2. It says, for he will be found of them that tempt him not and show himself unto such as do not distrust him. That if this is what God's word says, God will be easy to find of those that trust it. This is God's word. I trust it. But for those who have ulterior motives, that is really about them just being stubborn, and, and stiff-necked and just about wanting to do what they feel is right and wrong and establish what they feel is right and wrong and not go with what God says is right and wrong, well, God says he's not going to be found to those that don't trust him. All right? Verse 3. Wisdom Psalm chapter 1 verse 3. For forward thoughts separate from God and his power when it is tried reproveth the unwise. Forward thoughts. You can go towards something or you can go away from so forward. So, so if you're going towards something, you're going to it. Forward would be the opposite. You're going away from it. So it says forward thoughts separate from God. If your thoughts are going away from how God says this is right or this is wrong, if our thoughts are not going towards God, but our thoughts are going away from what God says is right, what God says is wrong, yeah, obviously there's going to be a separation. But like two magnets turn the wrong way. There's not going to be an attraction. There's going to be a repelling, all right? For forward thoughts separate from God. And his power, when it is tried, reproves the unwise. Verse 4. For into a malicious soul, wisdom shall not enter, nor dwell in a body that is subject to sin. For that person who just, that, that's still going to be um, subject to just go by their own feeling, 
go by their own thoughts, go by their own intuitions, go by how, what they come up with. So they're liable to sin at any minute because it feels good to them because they don't see what's wrong with it. God is not going to let his, the spirit of wisdom enter into that person because this person is malicious. They only want to prove that their feeling is right. They only want to be about their feelings and their thoughts and where they're coming from, and they're not really trying to repent, change, or, or, or be molded into what God says is right or wrong. All right? So look at the word malicious from Webster's 1820 Dictionary. Webster says, this is what the word malicious means, harboring ill will or enmity without provocation, malevolent in the extreme, or malignant in heart. Um, uh, proceeding from uh, extreme hatred or ill will, electively uh, dictated by malice, as in a malicious report. So it tells you that a person who's malicious they harbor ill will or enmity without provocation. They're mad at, they'll get mad at the scripture. They don't know why they're just mad because it doesn't go with what they feel. And they're ready to fight and argue and debate about why their feeling is right, even though the scripture says what it says. Even though the word of God says what it says, they're willing to fight and to argue and to be bold and to be pushy about how they feel and why what they feel needs to be heard and what, 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 what they feel needs to be, be understood and what, what they feel needs to be received, regardless of what the scripture says. God is telling us his wisdom will not enter into a malicious soul. You don't want to do right by God in the first place. A person only wants to do right by, by what they feel anyway. So a lot of God's scriptures, a lot of God's word, Ain't going to make sense to a person. It, it will be the proverbial, I don't understand. Now, believe it or not, God's got that covered also. Let me, let me get this here. Um, do my little search here. W-I-C-K-E, wicked, under S-T-T-A-N-D. Spell check. Wait. One second, y'all. Try this again. When we go to the book of Daniel, please join me now. Go to the book of Daniel, uh, chapter twelve. Uh, I'm a sort of verse nine. Uh, Daniel chapter twelve. I'm gonna read verses nine and ten. Now we're we'll going to the book of Daniel, chapter twelve, verses nine and ten. Book of Daniel, chapter twelve, verses nine and ten, and it says, uh, "And he said, Go that way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end." So a lot of the prophecies that were given to Daniel, he said, go your way, because a lot of things that have been shown to you and that you've written down are not going to be actually revealed until the time of the end. The understanding of them is not going to be revealed until the time of the end, the last days. All right? Verse 10. Daniel chapter 12, verse 10. Many shall be purified. In these last days, there are going to be a lot of people that are going to get purified. They're going to have their thoughts uh, washed, cleansed, 
um, and they're going to be willing and want to change to do things God's way. So many shall be purified. Uh, St. John chapter 17, verse 17, if you need a, a reference. Many shall be purified and made white and tried. But the wicked shall do wickedly. So there's going to be many people that in the time of the end, that we're in the last days now, that as God's word is coming out about what is actually right and what's actually wrong. Like, for example, we, uh, we use, for example, a lot of times, uh, this push for the LGBTQ uh, movement to be accepted and, and to be um, pushed throughout the curriculums of the world, particularly here in America, is being pushed heavy, push, being pushed hard. So if a person doesn't really have these scriptures, to understand God's feeling about uh, the LGBTQ movement, period, that is wicked. It's an abomination. Uh, it goes against him that without having these scriptures and it's being influenced in every media that is available to us, in music, in, in entertainment, in, in, in TV shows, in plays, in, in, in movies, everywhere you turn, uh, in legislation, in politics, is really being pushed. So right now it's being pushed so much and the Bible's being pushed to the side that to come back now and read what the, what the Bible says about the LGBTQ movement, a lot of people reject it because of how much society is influencing their thoughts and pushing them. Um, but for many people, they're going to come back and read the Bible and be purified. Like, hold up. So this is wrong in the eyes of God. It's not a person was born this way. It's not that, that God uh, made a mistake. No, this action and these things are actually wrong. So it says, many shall be, Daniel 12 and 10, many shall be purified and made white and tried. But the wicked shall be wickedly. Yeah, as the words of this Bible are being revealed, God's judgment and God's opinion are coming out more and more through the scriptures, coming out more and more through what the Bible actually says. But the, the wicked are going to keep doing wickedly. And it says, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Now, why does it say that none of the wicked shall understand? What is God's perception or understanding of the wicked? Let's go to Psalm chapter 10. We'll go to Psalm chapter 10, and verse 4, all right? Psalms chapter 10 and verse 4, and let's use the Bible to define the Bible, all right? Let's use the Bible to understand the Bible. Let's use the Bible to get the context of where God's coming from. Let's use God's word to get the context of God's word, all right? So why is it that the wicked should be wickedly? and that none of the wicked shall understand from Daniel chapter 1, verse 10, well, let's get God's understanding of what it means to be wicked, right? We know that there's different, there's wicked acts, but what makes a person wicked? What makes that act wicked, all right? Because, well, let's just read. In Psalms chapter 10, verse 4, Psalms chapter 10, verse 4, it says, the wicked, through the pride of his confidence, will not seek after God. God 
is not in all his thoughts. So what is the definition of, of a wicked person? A person who in their pride will not seek after God and that God is not in all his thoughts. To give an example, if we know that murder is wicked, why would a person murder? Because in their, that person's pride, they don't see nothing wrong with committing murder at a particular time. And then that God is not in their and God is not in this person's thoughts. The seventh commandment, if I got it right, thou shalt not kill. That's not nobody. That's not in that person's thoughts. That the only thought at that particular time is vengeance. The only thought in, in this person's mind at that particular time is carelessness, curiosity. But that God said, "Thou shalt not kill." That thought is not in a wicked person's mind, so they'll kill. Um, if it's uh, bestiality, what makes the act of bestiality wicked? Well, God said be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. How is having sex with an animal being fruitful and multiplying? It's not. So the sexual gratification that a person receives by having sex with an animal. God obviously is not in that person's thoughts. That they're only thinking about what makes gives them gratification. They're only thinking about what makes them feel good at a, at a particular time. So because of that, that's what makes the that type of act wicked is because God is nowhere in this person's thoughts. Um, similar to now, if a person decides to eat pork, shrimp, crab, or lobster, why is the eating of pork, shrimp, crab, or lobster wicked? Because God said that he didn't create, not create those animals for human consumption. That's what God says. But why would a person still decide to eat or choose to eat uh, pork, shrimp, crab, or lobster? It's because God is not in their thoughts at all. That now they have a, 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 a hunger, a desire, a lust for any of those type of foods. So they're going to follow that, that lust that thought in their mind, um, that hunger towards satisfying that thought that they have, where now God is not in all their thoughts. I'm not thinking about God, what God wants, where God's coming from. It's only about me. That is what makes a person wicked. So that's what causes a person to commit the acts that they cause or that they might do because God is not in their thoughts. It's all about what they want, what they feel, their own intuitions, their own feelings, or their own emotions. So we have that case, brothers and sisters, where no, people won't understand because they really just lack comprehension. They really just lack literacy. So that is understandable. That is understandable. So that's one reason why I started incorporating some of these different versions of the Bible that I do use to try and help a person who's really trying to get some comprehension. But not being ignorant that there's just a lot of people who no matter what version we bring out, no matter what scripture we bring out, they're not going to understand because they don't want to understand because it doesn't match or fit what they feel or their own sense of justice, their own sense of righteousness, their own sense of, of, of good or, or what have you, that, that, that all they're looking for is to find what is going to scratch the itch of what they're looking for. And they're not looking for God's judgment or God's opinion. They're looking for somebody to tell them that they're right. 
that the way they feel, the way they think, the way they're looking at things, the way that um, uh, they perceive things, that it's right, and they're going to keep searching for it. And let's get that real quick also. Um, I-T-C-H-I-H-E-A-R-S. Hopefully I spelled this right. Let's go to 2 Timothy, chapter 4. I'm going to 2 Timothy chapter 4, we're starting at verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 4, and we're starting at verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, and this is, a, a, again, about these last days. What type of things will be happening in these last days? All right, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 tells us, I charge thee, therefore, before the Most High, before God, and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. And obviously, I, that's what everybody should be wanting to fight for, right? Our, the Lord's prayer, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That, that's supposed to be our prayer for God's kingdom to come, God's will to be done, not our own will, right? Verse 2, it says, preach the word. Again, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. Preach the word, God's word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke. Exhort with, with all long-suffering and doctrine. Keep showing people what the Scripture said, what God's Word said. Verse 3, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. The times will come when people, no matter what the Scripture says, they're not going to, they can't stand it. The time's going to be here where God's Word, people just cannot stand to hear God's Word because it doesn't go with what they're feeling. It doesn't go with their own, their own sense of justice. It doesn't go with their own sense of righteousness. So they're going to be able to hear the word. I don't, I can't, I'm not going to hear the Bible. I'm not going to hear the word. I'm not going to do it. For the time will come, again, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts, so they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. That people are going to be scratching. You hear that scratch, that they just can't be satisfied, that they hear that itch, that you just, that just can't be scratched, it just can't be um, satisfied. There's going to be a lot of people in these last days before Christ comes back that all they're looking for, all they want to hear is somebody to agree with what they feel. And they're going to search until they find somebody who's going to tell them that what they feel is correct. So if it's God, is, the scripture says, God is against the LGBTQ movement. There's going to be people that are going to find a church that is so-called Christian that accepts LGBTQ behavior and lifestyles because that's how they feel. Because they feel that way, they're going to find that church, that congregation that's going to cater to what they're feeling. It's going to cater to what their desire is. In similar fashion, there's many people who, regardless of what the Bible says, regardless of what the Scripture says, they're only looking for somebody who's going to teach or give the authority that what they say and what they feel is correct. And verse 4, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth as to return unto fables. All right? We want to be careful of this, brothers and sisters, but we're fully aware that the Scripture must come true. We're fully aware that these Scriptures, these prophecies, must be fulfilled. Somebody has got to fill these prophecies. All right? So just a little background now on, on, on 
uh, as we go back to Matthew chapter 22, verse 29, that we're going to read this, this verse uh, as a continuation from what was going over on Monday. All right, as a continuation of what was going on Monday and continue with today's class. So on Monday, we did read Matthew chapter 22, verse 29. Uh, again, Monday, remember, was part six, uh, uh, the true birth of Christ, part six. Now we're doing with the true birth of Christ, part seven. So Matthew chapter 22, verse 29 tells us this. And I'm going to read this. Uh, let me read the King James, and then we'll come back and read some of these other versions. Let me go ahead and pull it back up again. Matthew chapter 22, verse 29 says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. All right? And we went over this on, on Monday, and I just want to uh, hit it again as we move on with this class. All right? So when we read the same verse, Matthew chapter 22, verse 29, um, in the Bible in basic English, all right? The Bible in basic English, this is what it says here. It says, but Jesus said unto them in answer, ye are in error, not having knowledge of the writings or of the power of God. That if we're not familiar with the writings of God, we're going to be in error. If we don't know the scriptures. Now, I ask what this is. When Christ made this statement that we're reading about here in Matthew chapter 20, verse 29, and the King James, it says, you do err not knowing the scriptures. Brothers and sisters, what, was there a New Testament at that time? When Christ actually said those words, you do err not knowing the scriptures, was there a so-called New Testament at that time he said that? Was there even a book of Matthew at the time he said that? Was there a Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John at the time he said this, these things. No, there wasn't. Was it Paul? Was there Paul or was he still Saul? He was most definitely still Saul. There was no so-called New Testament or what became known as the New Testament when Christ made this statement. So then what could he be talking about when he said he do err not knowing the scriptures? Well, when we read the same same verse, Matthew chapter 22, verse 29, from the Bible in basic English, maybe this will help with the comprehension. Maybe this will help you with your understanding. From the Bible in basic English, Matthew chapter 22, verse 29, but Jesus said unto them in answer, ye are in error not having knowledge of the writings or of the power of God. Notice how he said the writings. What writings is he talking about, brothers and sisters? It is what we have come to know as the Old Testament and the Apocrypha. So we be in error. Here in 2023, we can still be in deep error because we have no knowledge of the writings of the history of what the Old Testament contains. Now, I, I would like to remind us at this time also, remember, Christ is making this actual statement that we're reading about in Matthew chapter 22, verse 29, when he was having a conversation with the Pharisees and Sadducees, with the scribes, who were 
experts at the law, experts at the Torah, experts, flawless. But what is Christ still telling them? And remember, the Pharisees and Sadducees, they were Israelites, born and raised Israelites, speaking Hebrew, going to Sabbath every Saturday, um, circumcised on the eighth day, um, very entrenched in the culture of what it means to be a Hebrew Israelite. But in, even in light of all of that, Christ is still telling them what? That as much as they went to every Sabbath, every Saturday, as much as they were wearing fringes, as much as they were, were um, uh, collect, collecting tithes, as much as they had the high priest garments on, as much as they still understood the Day of Atonement, the Passover, as much as these things were still being observed, Christ still told them what? Ye do error, not having knowledge of the writings or the power of God. Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. All right? That if we don't understand the writings or the scriptures of the so-called Old Testament, we, like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, when Christ made this statement, here in 2023, we can still be in deep error also, just like them. Even more so, we don't even know we're Israelites. We didn't even know who the chosen of God are. At least they had that. At least they had the Torah and the law. They had it, but they still were in error not knowing the scriptures or the writings of God. So how much more so for a person today and not having knowledge of the Old Testament, not having knowledge of the, of the writings, not knowing the scriptures, how much more error could we be in today? Which goes back to what we're trying to, trying to build on if we don't put the work in to study, to meditate, to go through this Bible precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, we can be in just as much error by not studying. that, yes, this Bible will become very confusing on purpose. All right? From the Bible, the Beeren Study Bible, from the Beeren Study Bible, it's a study Bible. From the Beeren Study Bible, this is what it says, from Matthew chapter 22, verse 29. Jesus answered, you are mistaken because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. And again, brother and sister, I'm just going to ask, when he made this statement, what scriptures or writings was he talking about? There was no New Testament. There was no New Testament. So if we're basing our knowledge of Christ, or of God, or whatever, on just the New Testament, um, you're going to err. We're going to be mistaken. I don't know how else to say it. If we take out the Common English Version Bible, the Common English Version Bible, for Matthew chapter 20, verse 29, Jesus answered, you are completely wrong. You don't know what the, scripture, what the scriptures teach. 
and you don't know anything about the power of God. So here's the common English version Bible. To try and help the comprehension, try and help with our understanding that Jesus answered, you are completely wrong. You don't know what the scriptures teach. And you don't know anything about the power of God. And we're not going to put the studying in. And we're not going to really put the, the studying and keep the context to get God's perspective and God's understanding. We will be completely wrong. From the English Standard Version Bible, from the English Standard Version Bible, it says, from Matthew chapter 22, verse 29. But Jesus answered them, you are wrong because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. Whereas the, what was this? The, the, the CEV, the common English version says, you are completely wrong. The English standard version says, you are wrong because you neither know the scriptures nor the power of God. We'll go to the Good News Bible from Matthew chapter 22, verse 29. The Good News Bible, from Matthew chapter 22, verse 29, it says, but Jesus answered them, how wrong you are. It is because you don't know the scriptures or God's power. You, how wrong you are. It is because you don't know the scriptures or the writings. You don't, we don't know these things. So that's why we would be in error, we'd be mistaken, we'd be completely wrong. That's why we are wrong. From the literal standard version, from the literal standard version, it says this. From Matthew chapter 20, verse 29. And Jesus answering said to them, you go astray, not knowing the writings know the power of God. We're not going the right way because we don't know the writings, because we don't know the scriptures, because we, we don't go by these things to really get God's opinion and God's point of view. We will be going astray. We will be completely wrong. We will be mistake, mistaken. All right? So with that, brothers and sisters, um, Let's go now to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. With that being said, and that's what we covered uh, on Monday. Now let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. And it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness all right all scripture is given by the inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction and for instruction in righteousness and we went over this on on monday as well right but i want to get into this word scripture i want to get more into this word scripture of what is given for us for our prophet, what is given to, to us for our doctrine? 
What is given to us for reproof, for correction? What did God give us for instruction in righteousness, in particular, his righteousness? The scriptures. All right? So I'm now going to the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. And y'all can look this up. Um, that's why I'm giving these, these, these things. The International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. And matter of fact, what I'm going to do is if you're, if you're in the um, – if you're using the web browser right now, if you're using the web browser, let me do it like this. If you're using the web browser, I've got the chat room set up. I've got the chat room. I'm going to paste this, copy paste this in the chat room um, on the web browser right now. So if you're live, uh, you're able to go to the uh, chat room. Um, and be able to see what I'm posting, a little bit of what I'm posting here in the chat room, okay? If, and if you want to access the chat room, all you got to do is go to uh, www.blogtalkradio.com, uh, uh, pull the web browser, pull the web page up, go to the search box, type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. Uh, when our episode page comes up, It'll tell you on the air live now. Scroll down a little bit further. Uh, hit hit the, 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 the play button so you can listen in. And then go down to, you'll see the chat box, the chat room. And I just posted the definition from the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia of Scripture. So you'll be able to read along with us. That's only if you're checking this out live right now. All right? If you're catching the archive show, you're not going to be able to uh, read along with us. But you can still go and look it up. Uh, the Blue Letter Bible uh, does have access to the um, International Standard Bible uh, Encyclopedia uh, uh, Bible study tools as it as well. Uh, oh, you just type it in, International Standard Bible Encyclopedia uh, Scripture, and you'll be able to read along with the same thing that we're reading along with right now as well. All right? So pull my notes back up. And dealing with the word Scripture, all right, from, this is from the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. It's an encyclopedia, y'all. Encyclopedia. All right? A reference book. All right? The International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. Scripture. All right? Uh, scripture. The word means writing. All right? The actual word scripture means writing. I hope we're catching this. That's why it said for all the different versions that we, that we read from, Many times it referred to the scriptures as the writings, that we do err not knowing the writings. We're mistaken not knowing the writings. We're completely wrong because we don't know the writings, right? So I'm going to read on. It says the word means writing. In the Old Testament, it occurs in the King James Version only once, the scripture of truth. And that's in Daniel chapter 10, verse 21. So in the Old Testament, the only time we do find the word scripture is in Daniel chapter 10, verse 21, all right? Um, but now reading on with this definition from the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, where it is uh, more correctly rendered in the Revised Version or the British and American, the writing of truth. So if we're going to look through the Revised Versions or the British Revised Version or the American Revised Version, it doesn't say scripture. It says the writing of truth, Okay. Reading on, 
with the definition. It says, the reference is not to Holy Scripture, but to the book in which are inscribed God's purposes. So which books, and I remember the word Bible comes from the uh, word biblios, which means books or volume of books. That's why we have Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Rules. Um, that's why we have the different books contained in this book called the Bible. Okay? Reading on. It says, in the New Testament, Scripture and Scriptures stand regularly for the Old Testament sacred books. For the Old Testament sacred books regarded as inspired the oracles of God. I'm going to read that part again, but it says in the New Testament, Scripture and Scriptures stand regularly for the Old Testament sacred books regarded as inspired the oracles of God. So the word scripture in the New Testament regularly stands for the Old Testament sacred books, which are regarded as the inspired or the oracles of God. And then they go on to uh, give many scripture references uh, from 2 Timothy 3.16 to Romans chapter 3, verse 2, to Matthew uh, 21.42, to Matthew 22.29, to Mark 12 and 10, to Luke uh, 4.21, to Luke 24:27, to Luke 24:32, to Luke 24:45, to John 5:39, to John 10:35, to Acts 8:32, uh, to Acts 17 and 2, to Acts 17 and 11, to Romans 15 and 4, to Romans 16 and 20, etc., etc., and in Romans chapter 1 and verse 2. Um, so I just wanted to get that part right there, brothers and sisters, that. We do err and make mistakes and go wrong because we don't know the Old Testament. We don't know the sacred books or, sacred, or the writings of God or the oracles of God. And remember, Christ was saying this to the, to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes who were experts at the law, experts in the five books of Moses, experts. Flawless, very technical, very verbatim. And Christ is still telling them, you do err. You make mistakes. You're completely wrong because you don't know scriptures. You don't know the writings. And why is that? Because, like we read in the, in the Apocrypha and in Psalms from David, the wicked are not going to understand. The wicked are not going to get it. The ones who have a malicious soul that you're really about just what you want anyway, you're only going to hear what you want to hear in the first place, you're not going to get this. That's why we're going to keep making mistakes. That's why Christ speaks to people in parables. Because a person only going to follow what they want to follow anyway. They don't really want to follow God in the first place. And the Israelites have proven that to God that from Moses all the way up until the time of Christ, all the way up until the time of the disciples, which is roughly about 1,500 years 
We've always rejected the word of God. It was always about us establishing setting up what we felt was right based on us being among other nations, us being among other influences, and just wanting to not just be controlled and ruled by God. So if we're taking these type of things in consideration, brothers and sisters, which I hope we have, I hope, hope that that's what the prayer is, that we're taking these, these things, these writings, and taking these words into consideration. That if we're not careful, we usually go with our own assumptions, our own uh, hunches, our own inspirations, our own feelings, and they are completely wrong. And we might find a scripture that matches a particular feeling at a particular time. And like you say, like you say about a, a broke watch, before they went digital, that even a broke watch is right twice a day. Let's say that you have a watch that's got the hands on it. That, that, it's not digital, but actually has the actual hands on it. You know, the big face watches that are very popular in fashion, right? If your watch stops, you don't wind it. Because there was a time you used to have to wind the watch. If your watch stops at, say, it's 1021, and somebody happens to ask you at 1021 in the morning what time it is, well, at that time, your watch is going to show 1021, and it might be 1021 that morning. It's going to be right. But if they ask you what the time is and it's 12 noon, and your watch still says 1021, obviously the watch is going to be wrong. And they might come back and ask you again at 3 o'clock. And your watch still might be reading 1021. It's going to be wrong. But then it gets to 1021 p.m. at night. And they happen to ask you at that precise, precise time what time it is. And you look at your watch and you say 1021. Well, if they ask you at the right time, then, yeah, your watch will tell them the right time at 1021. But don't let it be 1130 and they ask you a question and your clock is still, your watch is still showing 1021 and it's 1130, you're going to be wrong. But you have an opportunity for two times in that day that when you look at your watch, it might be right at 1021 in the morning and 1021 in, in the evening. But for all the other minutes in that day, your watch is going to be wrong. What you're looking at is going to be wrong. And unfortunately, many people are, are risking and betting their salvation and they're looking at a broke clock. They're looking at a broke watch. But because they have to look at it at this particular time, and they swear, when I looked at it, it said 1021. Okay, ain't nobody saying that when you look at it, it, it didn't say 1021, but was that the right, was it still the right time? Do you know if what you were looking at is right? Or it's just because you saw it, so you believed it, and that's all there is to it. There's no possibility that you might be looking at it the wrong way. Or your source is wrong. This, brother and sister, is what we have to be mindful of. This is something that we have to be mindful of, especially in these last days. Now, what Christ said, as in the days of Noah, so shall also be in, uh, in the coming of the Son of Man. 
we'll go back and study in the Old Testament, in the writings, what was going on during the days of Noah. Let, let's get that real quick. I, I, I pulled a lot. Let's get it real quick. Let's get those, both those scriptures, as a matter of fact. Let's go to Matthew 24. Let me pull it up here. D-A-Y-S-N-O-E. We'll read Matthew chapter 24 and verse 37 and 38. In Matthew chapter 24, verses 37 and 38, it says, but as, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also be the coming of, also shall the coming of the Son of Man be, verse 38. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. So Christ is saying, look, that when he makes his return back in this earth, the same way it was in the days of Noah, is going, that's how the people's actions are going to be in the earth when he makes his return. That people are going to be living their best lives. They're going to be doing them. All right? When we read Luke chapter 17, verse 26, when we read Luke chapter 17, verse 26, it says this. And as it was in the days of Noah, it says Noah, but it means Noah. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man, meaning when Christ makes his return. Right? When Christ makes his second return, it's going to be like as it was in the days of Noah. So we have to ask ourselves then, let's go back to the writings, and let's get, get what was happening in the days of Noah. Would that make sense? Let's go to Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. Let's go to the book of Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5. And what was going on in the days of Noah before God had to bring the flood and destroy the earth and only save eight people? Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5, going straight to the point. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented, verse 6, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And he said, and the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So if we're going to pay attention to what Christ said, the warnings that Christ said, the prophecy that Christ said, that before he comes back, it's going to be like it was in the days of Noah. We just came back to the writings, brothers and sisters. We just came back to the writings. We just went back into the scriptures. We went back to the Old Testament. See, okay, so what was happening back then so we might be prepared and be able to see and know what kind of things are we going on today that we don't want to partake in if we want to be saved. Verse 5 says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. In order for us to get this understanding, what did we have to just do? We had to come back to the writings. We had to come back to the scriptures. We had to come back to the Old Testament. If we want to get the proper context, we want to get the proper understanding of what Christ meant when he said, when he made this statement. 
that we read about in Matthew chapter 24 and Luke chapter 17. I'm trying to highlight that as an example, brothers and sisters, if we don't go back to the Old Testament, to the writings, to the oracles of God, and we're only going to pick up things just from the New Testament, the probability that we're going to be correct or right in our understanding is very, very slim. Is very, very slim. And a person might really believe it deep in their heart that they're right. And that they got the one or two scriptures and that, that that's it. They've arrived, they've achieved, and they're good. No. That is exactly how not to have God on your side. Okay? So with that, cool, I got plenty of time. Let's go to let's go to the book of Acts. Let's go back to the New Testament now. Let's go back to the New Testament to the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 11. Uh, let me check the chat room, see if uh, any posts or anything, questions. I don't see anything. Cool. So let's go now to the book of Acts, chapter 17 and verse 11 now. All right, let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 17 and verse 11. Acts, chapter 17, verse 11, from the King James Bible. All right, Acts, chapter 17, verse 11. Let me slow slow, slow down. Acts, chapter 17, verse 11, from the King James. It reads as such. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. So here we find in the New Testament that there were there were a group of people in Thess- Thessalonica, which is where which is where the letters that Paul wrote to Thess- Thessalonians were brothers and sisters that were in the city of Thessalonica is where we get the letters, the first and second Thessalonians, that Paul was writing to these brothers and sisters, these families that were in Thessalonica. Right? But now what is, what is being given to us or recorded about the people that were in Thessalonica? Well, Acts 17, verse 11, again, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica and that they received the word with all readiness of mind and search the scriptures daily whether those things were so. So what made these brothers and sisters, these families in Thessalonica more noble? They received the word with the readiness of mind and they searched the scriptures how often? Daily. Daily. They didn't let anybody just tell them anything. Um, real quick, let me check something over here, brothers and sisters.
Now, check this out, brothers and sisters. Check this out, please. Walk with me in this. We're reading Acts chapter 17, verse 11, are we not? I need to add this to my notes here. Now, with this being said about the brothers and sisters in Acts chapter 17, verse 11, When we read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21, in, in Acts 17, 11, the people that were in Thessalonica searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so, to check to make sure that what, what was being said was correct and accurate according to the writings, according to the scriptures, according to the prophecies and things that were written in the scriptures, because remember, there was no New Testament at this time, to see if it was true or not, Right? And it made them more noble. If we got that, if we can pick that up, then maybe we can understand this a little bit better. Maybe this will, have, will resonate with us a little bit more. Maybe this might, might, might set some things off a little bit more in our mind now when we read First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21, where it says, to the people in Thessalonians, Thessalonica, from 1 Thessalonians 5.21, prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. For them searching the scriptures daily to see if things were true or not, this is why it was written to them. From 1 Thessalonians 5.21, prove all things. And hold fast to that which is good. Prove it. Go search it out. Go see, if, is this what the scriptures are saying? Is this what the writings are saying? Does what's being said now equate with what the scripture says, what the organs of God says, what the sacred writing says? Or is this something brand new? Does that match? Remember in school, I don't, I don't know if y'all did this, but I remember in math class, going all the way back to elementary school, and just in doing addition, all right? I might try and make this about, about calculus or, or, or uh, uh, algebra or anything like that, just arithmetic, just English. I mean, not English, just, 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 just adding and subtracting. Do y'all remember a teacher ever telling y'all to check y'all work? That for us, the way it was worded for us, and I'm, 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 I'm old. I, I ain't going to lie about that. I'm old. But I do remember they would say, like, like for example, um, in order to check your work, if it was just like addition, if you had the addition problem, uh, three plus four, equals well supposed to be seven. But let's say we put three plus four equals eight. The way we would check our work is if we got the, the number eight, that three plus four equals eight, then that means we should be able to take eight minus four would equal three. 
or 8 minus 3 would equal 4 if we actually got the right answer. If that didn't equal the right answer, we had to go back and redo our work. So if we got 3 plus 4 equals 7, then that would mean to be able to check our work that 7 minus 4 would be 3. Or 7 minus 3 would equal 4. That that would be one way you can check your work. If you came with, actually came up with the right equation, you actually came up with the right answer, you go back you always check your work. That was a deal with math. That there's a way to always check your work. If it was uh, a division, if or, or, or multiplication, if six, if if six times three equals eighteen, then eighteen divided by six should equal three, or eighteen divided by three should equal six. That all those numbers should keep adding up. They should, they, they should keep equating to one another. And given that type of example, that use those same numbers, they should always come back around to one another. That then this plus this should equal this. Well, if you come up with, with a, a scenario of a scripture you read in the New Testament, you should be able to go and back it up with the rest of the scriptures from the Old Testament. It's, they should equate. They should equal out. If it doesn't equal out, something's wrong. The computation, the way it was put together, is wrong. If it doesn't equal up. But you know what that requires, brothers and sisters? Work. You know what I remember from school? And maybe a lot of y'all might be familiar with this also. How many times did, did the teacher require you to show you, especially in math class, and dealing with formulas, to get the right formula, you had to show your work. You had to show how you came up with this answer. Then the teacher would be able to go back and say, no, well, okay, I see, you, you, I see what you did here. It was at this step, you made the wrong step. You, you did the wrong thing at this point right here. Up until this point, you was going right. You was doing right. But once at this point right here, this is where you went off. You went, like we read earlier uh, from Matthew 22, 29 and some of the other versions, you go, this is where you went astray. At this point right here. This is where you went crooked. And that's why you got this answer, which is not the right answer. Again, I'm, I, I, I'm like, I don't want to say my experience with that is, is unique, but that's what I do remember. But, yeah, I, I went to school with, with elementary school some 40-something years ago, almost 50 years ago. Just about 50 years ago, shit. That was, that was elementary school, so given. That's half a century ago. But there's a way to check your work. And dealing with math, that everything should equate. That math is supposed to be universal. It's supposed to be. So, 
Coming back now to First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21. It does tell us, prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. And why would this be said to the those of Thessalonica and Thessalonians? Because they searched the scriptures daily. They searched the writings, the oracles of God, the Old Testament daily. And it says searched. Like Isaiah 34, 16. Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail. None shall want her mate. For my mouth has commanded and his spirit has gathered them together. Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. Christ said, do what? John 5, 39. Search the scriptures. Search. Seek. Meditate. Study. Read. Daily. To make sure that your assumptions, your, your, that our assumptions, that our conduct that will bring us shame. All right. From there, let's go to Luke chapter 11, verses 27 and 28. All right. Let's go to Luke chapter 11, verses 27 and 28. The book of Luke chapter 11, verses 27 and 28. And let's read this. And it says, Again, from the King James Bible, from the King James Bible, it says, And it came to pass, as he spake these things, a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bear thee, and the paps which thou hast sucked. So, all right, we might not think this is a bad saying. The law does say, honor thy father and mother. It does say that, right? So this woman, after Christ has been teaching, and he's teaching multitudes, this woman stands up and says, uh, blessed is the womb that bear thee. So who's the womb that bear Christ? We know it's Mary, right? We know that that is Mary. So she, according to what we've been taught, that the Virgin Mary should be blessed. According to what we've, we've been taught, Especially as we go from a from a Catholic background, but we might have to say um, uh, the the Hail Marys or what have you, full of grace, hallowed be the name. Or I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a Catholic. I never participated in those functions, but I think it's, it, it, it's kind of similar to what those things say, right? So here again, Luke chapter eleven, verse twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Christ has been doing a lot of teaching. A woman stands up and says, "Blessed is the womb that bear thee." And the paps which thou hast sucked, and 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 the mother who breastfed you, that you must have got a lot of good things from her, that from her womb and from you and and from her breast she fed you, that she should be blessed and acknowledged. Look at this teaching you got. Blessed is the woman that bare you. Now let's read verse twenty-eight. Is Christ gonna say hallelujah? Amen. You're right. Let's see what Christ's reply is. Verse 28. Luke chapter 11, verse 28. 
But he said, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. If we want to be blessed, Christ is, is letting us know that the ones that are going to be blessed are who? Those that hear the word of God and keep it. Did we catch that, brothers and sisters? Did we really catch that? Which word of God are we keeping the organs of God that are found in the writings? And it's found in what we call the Old Testament. So that we're not error, in error, making mistakes completely wrong, wrong. Now, this is what we're going to start to, start to really touch on now, brothers and sisters, the birth of Christ, the true birth of Christ. Here we have a woman who was offering praises to Mary the quote-unquote Virgin Mary. And Christ corrected her on who is more worthy of praise. I'm hoping that since we've been going over this so far, this seven-part series leading up to this point right here, which is taking us into the true birth of Christ, that whereas we've been really taught and conditioned about the Virgin Mary, about the Virgin Birth, or others, the Immaculate Conception, where many of us might have been taught and conditioned to pray to the Mother of God, to praise the Mother of God, the Mother of Jesus. That here, during the time of Christ, when Jesus was walking the earth, Luke chapter 11, verse 27, 28, and it came to pass, as he spake these things, a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bear thee, and the paps which thou hast sucked. But he said, Yeah, rather, Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. He wasn't offering any extra praise or extra glory to the Virgin Mary, to his mother Mary. But he was offering praise to those who hear the word of God and keep the word of God. Where do we find the word of God? In the writings.
and the prophecies that were given to us from the Old Testament. From now, well, I'm make sure my who. You know, but I says I'm gonna end this a little bit early. And I know I had, I had the the, the uh, intermissions a little earlier today in this class, but you know, I'm gonna end this class on at, right here. All right, I'm gonna end this class right here with Luke chapter 11 verses 27 to 28. I'm gonna end it here because when I come back on Monday, as most I said the same, come back on Monday. I want to go from this part here. I mean, we're gonna really touch on the true birth of Christ. All right, we, it, it's going to start here. Yeah, we, we've done all the build-up to make sure that we're going through the scriptures the right way. The importance of making sure we're walking through the scriptures the right way. What the scriptures are. And the importance of us, we better be knowing the, the Old Testament. We better be familiar with the writings. Because God wrote this book to be a trap, a snare for people to fall back and go be broken. Yeah, I'm going to end this with this right here. All right, with that being said, brothers and sisters, I do want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, today is Wednesday, right? Today is Wednesday. Uh, don't let the teaching stop, right? Don't let, don't let your teaching and, and, and uh, understanding, don't let it stop here, all right? Uh, please check out um, uh, SOW, the Stream of Wisdom, uh, Houston, Houston, Texas, uh, tonight on YouTube. As the Brother Quatrezat and the Brother Lakhobab will be bringing some, uh, some more information uh, to help you enhance your, your, uh, your teaching, your learning of, uh, uh, of the Most High and Christ. Uh, in, in the right context and everything, please check them out tonight, starting at 7 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. And their classes go from 7 to 9. And then after that, jump over to uh, Sport of Truth. All right? Jump over to Sport of Truth, uh, uh, San Antonio, Texas, uh, as the brother of Warner Iron, uh, Shashuan, and Dawiyad, as they continue um, uh, their class that goes from 7 to 10. All right? You can catch the last of their class just to help keep, keep the, the wisdom and understanding Keep the word of, of the Most High around your brain that much more, around your spirit that much more, that you might be able to hear the word of God and be doing the word of God. All right? Um, please join us again tomorrow at this same time. I uh, haven't had a chance to talk to Brother Tazapa to see if he will, if he will be continuing uh, with his next episode uh, for your information uh, for tomorrow. If, if he's incapacitated tomorrow, then I will definitely pick things up uh, and continue on with this series tomorrow. If not, uh, it'll be it'll be Tazapa. And he might do it in the morning or sometimes he might do it in the evening. Uh, stay tuned, and, and we'll, uh, we'll send the notices out and let everybody know. Uh, and then come back and join us for Friday for uh, Friday Night Bible Breakdowns with the Brother Vodabar. All right? So with that, uh, again, thank you everybody for tuning in. May the Most High and Christ please bless the rest of your day. Uh, and with that, I'm going to say shalom.
Yahweh is one. 